Today on Fish's Call Sheet, we are going to dive into the action-packed world of action and stunts. And with us, we have stunt coordinator and performer, a fantastically talented Eric Sulky is here to kind of share and, and explain for all of us, including me, the behind the scenes of the stunt world. So welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. I, I have so many questions. So I'll kind of start where I normally start with people. What's your official job title? Just the stunt coordinator. Okay. You know, and then the stunt double if I'm doubling somebody. What do people think a stunt coordinator does? They, <laughs> good question, because they, they think that we're the ones that do, falling down and, and, and doing the, the fights. But the stunt coordinator is the one who, who's the action choreographer. You know, we're the ones who put the scenes together, put the fights together, put the car crashes together. We're the ones who bring in the people who, who control the action and, and, and do all the stunts. This is the thing for me is I always try to explain to people like stunts is one of those departments where it's like anything else in life. Nobody does every single stunt and there really are people who specialize, correct? Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's the thing people don't realize is for certain stunts, you need certain people who really are, are well tuned to that. And as a stunt coordinator, it's your job to plan every step of that to kind of foresee some of the risks, some of the dangers, some of the uh, camera angles and all yeah. of that stuff and put them together, correct? Exactly, yeah, you don't, you don't just hire your friends just because they're your friends. You gotta hire the right people for the job. Right. For, for example, I, I did a job with, uh, on the movie Get Smart with Steve Carell and I was Steve Carell's double and there was a, a skydiving scene. I don't skydive, so they bring in a specialist for that. You know, just like they can for other things like specialty car crashes or, or you know, rollovers and such, you know. Hi, I'm Eric Solke. It's my job to make the stunts and action sequences come to life, as well as keep everyone safe. Doing a high fall, a stair fall, or a very intricate fight scene. I hope this explains a little bit about what I do. Okay, Eric, uh, can you give us a little bit more enthusiasm? I'm not an actor. Eric, come on. Eric. Now, I did see on, on your uh, track record, you've done quite a bit of driving, right? Yes, oh, I love driving. And I noticed uh, you got a Taurus Award. And for people kind of outside of our business who don't know, a Taurus Award is like, it's kind of the award for stunts, wouldn't Absolutely. you say? Yeah. It's, it's kind of the one that recognizes stunts specifically. And for me, you know, I think it's also shocking for people. So I'm going to get on my, my soapbox a little. So stop me if I'm wrong. Oh. But there's no Academy Award for stunts. Correct. And, and the Oscars don't recognize that category yet. Correct. And so considering all of the stuff that goes on, and I think this is something we definitely should get into is, it's not just big action movies that have stunts anymore. Most right. comedies have them, you know, and a lot of television shows, whether it be something falls off of something, something comes through a window, um, there's a, a trip, a fall, an impact. It can be the simplest thing. I mean, there's times when, a, when, like in New York one time, we had to drop a plant out a window so it would smash next to the actor's feet on the ground. You know, and that's, that's up to us to make sure that it gets dropped correctly, that they're in the right spot, that, that if they need any protection, protection on, that they have it. You know, that, right. that's our job. We're, we're responsible for the safety of everyone on the set when we're there. And I think people, people mistake that. I, and then going to the other side of like when you're stunt double. So what do people think you do as a stunt double? <laughs> uh, 
that I just make, I make my actor look good. Okay. <laughs> and what do you really do? I, I take all the falls. I, I, you know, I get hit by a car. I'll set myself on fire. You know, I've done, done things like that from when I've doubled people. Cameras, cameras rolling. Okay. A smidge to your right and you cover up the, uh, I, the, yeah. Okay. But now you're covering up the flame. So you need to, that's good. That's better. Cool. And it's also my responsibility to, to, to work with the actor, make sure if he wants to do some of it himself, which he can, you know, that he's padded up correctly, that we've taken the right steps to get through it safely. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think it's really interesting for people, um, you know, stunts can be so much more complex than what it looks like on camera. And not just the actual physical portion, the planning portion, the shooting portion, the timing of everything, I think everybody knows what a bad stunt looks like, right? It's kind of like bad acting. I always joke with people. People can't always tell you what good acting is, right? Or how to do it. But everybody knows when they see a bad one, right? Same thing for stunts. Oh, yeah. That was a miss. Right. Or, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're like, wait a minute, I write. And so on the writing side and producing side, but also planning out things that are more realistic. Because I have a hard time in certain movies, you know, somebody who's 5'2 is taking out somebody who's 6'5 and they're doing a power, it's like power on power. Right. Like, that's kind of like a big rig going up against a smart car. That's, that's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, have to, you can fight someone bigger than you, but mm -hmm. you have to do it in a, in a more strategic way. And I think that's the beauty of a really good stunt coordinator. Yes, yeah. Cause, and, you know, they're even changing the, the, the name recently to more like action choreographer. Okay. The, action, the name stunt coordinator may in the near future actually go away. Okay. And, they, and then that's how, they're also, that's how they're promoting it also towards for the, for the Oscars. He's an action choreographer, you know. Okay. And, <laughs> well, I know Emmys has a category, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I've been nominated twice. Uh, I, I was just nominated for a Taurus Award this year. Thank you. For, the, for uh, Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah. So you saw it? Yeah. So the scene up on the roof of the train when she's fighting that guy? Yes. That's me. You're the guy? I'm the guy, yeah. Awesome. So that's and, a and tough it, scene. It was, it was really cool because, I mean, we were on the roof of a train. Uh, but, but inside, you get to see that it's me. I'm not doubling anybody. It's so, and I'm not used to seeing me. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I had glasses on and everything. And you know, we're up there fighting. And I'm kicking her butt. Because you'll see when the guy changes, when he turns the creep, the crawler. Right. He morphs into me. And you see me in the background going like, like holy crap. So it's, it's a cool scene. We'll see, we'll, I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck. It's, isn't that a beautiful thing, right? Like, 
people don't realize how much goes into it. That's one of the goals of this show is to kind of show how many great people there are like yourselves working that make all of these things possible for an audience. And, and, you know, actors get a lot of credit. Producers get a lot of credit. Directors get a lot of credit. But all of the pieces that really are experts really honing their craft and working their art, you know, so my goal is to kind of really share that. You know, one of the things we say about for the Oscars, and you know, and, and we've been fighting this for probably close to 40 years um, from, from, from others, you know, that higher ups than me who've been doing it. We do a lot of the same thing. We are actors. You know, we do have lines sometimes. We do sit in the same chairs for hair and makeup and wardrobe. We go through all the same setups. We're on camera with the actors doing the fights, whether we're doubling them or being beat up by them, <laughs> right. you know. And, and then that's why, that's why we're pushing for it so much that, you know, we should still be recognized for that. Well, I agree. I, I think that's one of the reasons I want to bring it up. It's a stunt performer, regardless of whether you're, you're the person having the fight with the lead or doubling that person, you're making that production possible. You're making that pivotal moment in a big film possible. The car chase, the big fight, the final sequence that may be the deciding between the, the, protagonist and the antagonist they can mean everything right it's almost sometimes like people are afraid if we share some of this credit that we discount the other the movie magic is no longer magic right but i think at the same time part of the magic is how we bring all these elements together not to gripe on actors it's a frustration for me is Mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes actors don't want to give writers credit because it takes away from their performance or that they don't want to give a stunt person credit because it takes away from the idea that they did everything themselves. But the reality is I agree. Having other people do great work and contributing to you doing a great project doesn't lessen your impact. I think you share it. It it kind of empowers it. And there's a lot of actors, you touched on it before that there's a lot of actors, you know, I'm a guy who would want to do a lot of my own stunts. I've done a lot of really physical work and I've done a lot of physical stuff. We, and we, we like that. We, we, we'd like to encourage that. At the, at the same time, we're going to make sure that it's completely safe for you to do it. Right. Because no, we don't want you to get hurt. That, I think, is one of the parts that I think is hard for people. I don't think people realize just how dangerous many of these stunts are. Some of them seem really small. Right. right. You know, I mean, I people a, have been seriously hurt on the simplest thing. Right. And a lot of times, the biggest injuries happen on very small yeah. stunts. Um, and, and particularly shows that don't do a lot of stunts or movies that don't have a lot of stunts in them where they don't have a lot of experience maybe doing them and they don't bring in the right coordinator or the right choreographer and and it can go bad in a hurry i did a knife fight with chuck norris when i was a teenager very cool and it was great i was all excited and you know first take they're like okay don't let him take the knife and i'm like okay so we have this kind of long you know i did a little bit of martial arts i you know i mean Chuck Norris, luckily for me, he was much older and, you know, and I was all pumped, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep this as long as I can. And so after the first take, they go, okay, here's the deal. Put the knife out there and then relax so you don't get hurt. (laughs) Because this time he was like, he was going to go for full So He kind of wanted, he's like, not bad, right? And then then they're like, okay, slow down and relax. And we kind of, we talked about the stunt. We talked about which way I was going to go and which way he was going to turn me and all these things. Because what you don't want to do is I, you say, oh, he's just going to take it from you. I yank one way, he yanks the other way. And now someone's torn a muscle, torn a ligament. Right. And is out and can't work, number one, but also has a lifelong alteration 
right? From a little bit of planning, right? Yeah, it, it, and sometimes we've noticed, and it's not everyone, but with the actors who, who are not used to doing action, how they, how they get amped up. You know, and because this is great, you know, and this is their moment, and they're looking really good and doing all this. But then we'd have to, you know, bring it back and you know, bring it back a little bit. Like some of, some of the really, really excellent martial artists, they are so trained, so fast that people think, oh, they're they're speeding that up, right? We're like, no, 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 we have to slow them down. They're so fast, you know. And so it takes all this again, choreography, timing, rehearsal, to make sure that those little things don't happen. Yeah, one of my favorite performers ever is Jackie Chan oh and and I I mean in the action world he's such a hero because he does he's done things that you would tell other people not to do seriously yeah I've listened to people who worked with him tell me how much they have to get him to slow down because otherwise they can't capture things or that other people can't keep up and it becomes too frantic for people to be safe exactly yeah he, he's he is by far one of the few that's ever done literally his own stunts Cause he's, cause he's the one who actually made them up. Yeah. We just choreographed them. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and yeah. you know, some, some of, some of those movies, you, I, I think now it'd be difficult to do cause they wouldn't let you get away with some of it. No, and, yeah. and he's lucky to be alive. <laughs> he is because he's, and he's been dramatically hurt a number of times. Oh, you know? and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hats off to him. Cause I respect it. Tom Cruise is another guy who does a lot of his own stunts who right, he's had right. some injuries and things. But, but again, think, when, you, when you think about that, though, and, and we always like them to at least recognize us. Right. But I mean, we, we set them all up. We make sure that it's 100% safe for, for them to do that. You know, they're not the ones actually rehearsing it. You know, I mean, I mean they do go rehearse through rehearsals, but once we've already, you know, like, dialed it in and made it really, really safe for them. Because, again, you can't have them get hurt because then you shut down the production. Well, and I think this is one element, too, and correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but planning all these things what people see is they see the final stunt but there's a lot of times you have to do it four or five different ways yeah and, and that means somebody has to put their body on the line each to time. see if it works each time right and i think that's one of the areas for me that's one of the biggest areas where i'm like we really need to recognize what you do and all of the stunt performers because for me <laughs> you know I, i'm so thankful because i again i got lucky I also worked this kids movie when I was young and we had an excellent director who also had been a stunt choreographer. There were a couple sequences and chases and that stuff. And then we had one car chase scene that was supposed to be a real, it was like the easiest thing. A car comes, makes a left turn, the other car goes straight. Mm -hmm. And we were in the mountains and I'll never forget, there was a little bit of gravel on the road that nobody had seen and they started making the left and they slid and the car crashed. Yeah, yeah. And production-wise, we had to shut down for a week because we had to find a car that matched. Right. And which no one had planned for. And right. I remember I was on set because, you know, I always knew I, I loved the behind-the-scenes part of it and knew I wanted to be on the technical and the directing and the producing side. So I wanted to see how they were going to go through this. And I remember being one of the first people to the car to help people out. Mm -hmm. And luckily, because they had planned it and, and kind of blocked off an area and done all these things, everybody was okay. Right. But that easily could have not been the case if somebody hadn't put so much forethought into, or if we had put a camera there, because there was thought at one point of putting a camera there so you could get that like right as it turns yeah. shot. Credit to the director, because he said, he goes, you know, I've watched enough stunts, even when we think they, that everything's perfect. 
get tweaked or whatever, if that car's a little off, he goes, I'd rather not have a camera in the way and, and be in harm's way. Right. And he saved somebody from his planning and experience. Well, and I'm sure in the past couple of years, you've heard of a lot of the, the serious accidents or the, some deaths that have happened in, in, in the stunt world. Um, and, and they're pretty horrible. And, and we, you know, we have to go back and think of like, why did that happen? You know, that shouldn't have happened. Well, you know, but again, accidents happen. I mean, we are doing stunts. We are doing risky things. And, and, and anything can happen. You could trip over your shoelace, fall down and hit something. I mean, so you know, I always try to let people know when I go in for meetings to coordinate something, just so you know, accidents do happen. Right. You know, we're going to make this as safe as possible. I think I'm, you know, try to be as safe as I can possibly be. But you know, there's always something that could come out of nowhere and you just have to be ready for it. You know, subtle things. You see a scene in a movie where somebody falls down the stairs. You can't fake falling down the stairs. As much CGI as there is in the world, right? Like, you I, can't I fake that. I love doing those. <laughs> right? It's some, somebody had to take one for the team there, right? Take one for the production. Yep. And whether it's safe and how much pads and all of these things, there's still going to be bumps and bruises and you may, a, a tweak may happen. You may catch something. It may not go a hundred percent perfect and accidents do happen. Yep. And I, I think maybe this is a good time to kind of take a moment and really realize and reflect on how thankful we should be for the safety. You know, what you do, there's a lot of stunt performers, but in a, in a lot of ways, like every part of this business, it's a small world. Right. We work together in a very, very close-knit community. And I feel, especially stunt performers, are one of the closest. I think you guys all kind of know each other. So when something happens... It spreads quickly. It spreads quickly, and it's really felt, and it's really impactful. Yeah. So we do have kind of a real sadness and, and you know, a, a reflection not only on what happened, but how it happened and wanting to make sure it never happens again. Right. And I, and I think that's huge. And I think it's one of the reasons why stunts have been so important and have actually increased in the number of projects is because it's become so, you know, I think now almost people look at you like, oh yeah, we're going to fall down the stairs and then they're going to shoot and then they're going to do a car chase and four people are going to blow up and everything's yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you can do all that, no problem, right? Yeah, on the first take, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Time's running and there's a whole crew and we don't want to go into golden time. <laughs> exactly. Hurry up and wait. No, no, go. No, hurry up. Wait. <laughs> what is the best part of your job as either a stunt coordinator or a stunt double? I don't know if Jeremy told you, you know, I, I've been Steve Carell's stunt double for over 15 years. Right. And you're working on, um, what's his new project? Space, Space Force. Force. Right. Yeah. But he, you know, working with someone like him, he's so nice. I mean, he knows it. He hears it all the time. But he, but he really is, and he surrounds himself with those kind of people. And, and it, it just makes me feel good. I feel, I feel happy that, you know, people are happy with what he's doing and that's because I'm helping in that. So if he looks good, I look good, we all look good, you know, the show looks great. Yeah. I, I love it, you know. It's such a collaborative process. I love what we get to do. And I think that's the best part for me, too, is sharing these moments, collaborating together to make something that otherwise probably would be impossible or was just somebody's figment of their imagination and turning it into a reality that you can share with the world. Yeah. All right. Now, what's the hardest part of your job? Uh, as a coordinator, it's, it's the stress of, you know, I have to keep everybody safe, you know, from the, from the craft service guy who might be standing off on the side with a sandwich watching, <laughs> you know, to the director who's standing right next to me. And the car's coming at us, you know, something like it's, it's that stress is no, I, hopefully when I'm on the set, like nobody else feels it, 
Right. You know, because I'm, I'm trying to stay cool, calm, collected, because now here's a big stunt coming up. And I'm just making sure everybody's in the right place. Everybody's staying safe. And I'm just trying to breathe. And Well, know. it's a lot of, I don't think people realize, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of um, responsibility. And, and we love that. You don't stay in it as long as you have. I mean, you've been in this for a really long time. You love the opportunity and the responsibility. But at the same time, there's hundreds or thousands of people, depending on you getting your job right. And you may only have one or two takes at it. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's, so that's, that's, when you have to, that's when you have to plan those other things and, and on budget and things like how many cameras do we have? You know, are we going to get to shoot, shoot three cameras for that? Because maybe we can only do it once. But if you only have one camera and then we have to do it again because you have to turn the scene around, you know, that's what, you know, it's all planned out and budgeted and all that. Speaking of how long you've been in this business, how long have you? How, when did you start? Oh, gosh, uh, it's been a little over 25 years. You know, it's been a long, well, I, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I joke, my, my joke, you know, with Jeremy, you know, who we start working when I was like five, six yeah. years old to now is I'm the youngest dinosaur. Because I've been in the business over 30 years, but you know, I'm still relatively young. Right, so right. it's different in, in our business because you just don't know when people started and how. Right. If you don't mind my asking, I'm like, what was the first thing you did? No, you, actually, you said you were like five? Yeah, Roseanne was my very first job. It was, okay. Yeah, it was, you know, that my parents didn't want me to do anything long term. So, you know, fate intervened and said, well, you know, nine years in a huge show, you know, what could be... Congratulations on that, by the way. That's that was really excellent. A great run. Yeah, I'm so blessed. I, you know, and I, I got to work with great people like Jeremy Armstrong, who's your friend, who recommended yep. you to me. They've all been such a huge impact in my life. That's great. And I, I was really lucky to work with good people. You know, someone asked me years ago, like, or said to me, didn't said, you know, if you if I see that you get starstruck, I, I can't hire you. And I said, I said, I'm not, star I'm more starstruck to be around you, the stunt coordinator, because you're the one who I came to see. You're the one who I'm trying to learn from. You know, I'm, I want to be able to move on from this. So I, I've, I've never, I've never been too starstruck. I mean, there's one or two people I would love to see or meet, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was always that. He said, just don't let me see that. And it used to be back in the day, you know, don't talk to them unless they talk to you, you know, and now that's changed a little bit now too, though. It's lightened up, but. I think it's gotten better. I, it's, it's interesting for me. I think some people it's in anything. You know, I was an athlete for a while and I coached and I think some people have to put on the blinders and do it right. one way. Some people are very playful. Some people have to be very serious. You know, you just kind of respect whatever anybody's style is or whatever the nature of the way they go about their business. Yeah. I, and I was a coach for a long time as well. And I, you know, that, and that comes out of me sometimes like, you know, when I down the street, my own street and I see kids riding the bikes around and I'm like, Oh, 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 you know, <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, Hey, you know, Try, try this, try that, you know. Well, I also think as a stunt coordinator, right, you have all these stunts that you've done, right? So you had to learn how to flip over a handlebar or, or work with somebody who had to hit the front brake and make the bike not work properly. So when you see somebody doing it wrong, you're like, wait, wait, I know what can happen here, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I, it must translate into your regular life quite a bit. Uh, just the other day, I had to tell my neighbor, you know, she just got a new bike bicycle and she's riding around with her with her younger young daughter and I said you know you, you need to raise your seat up <laughs> your seat's not high enough you're gonna hurt your knees and it, it just came out I mean it's, I wasn't trying to be right you know a teacher or anything I just you know I noticed those things you know it'll be better for you you you'll, you won't feel it in the knees you know? <laughs> when did you first know you wanted to work in the entertainment industry in general 
Uh, I was, I just graduated from college. I went to work in Chicago. I went to Northern Illinois University in, in, in DeKalb and then I moved into Chicago and I was, I was coaching a gymnastics club and I was also a, a clerk at a law office because I was going to go into law school, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> so that's long gone. And then a friend of mine who worked at Disney in Florida called me up and said, hey, they're coming to Chicago for auditions. You should, you should try out. You know, I was still training at the time because I was in my head, I was going to see if I could try one more time and try to make the Olympics. Okay. And I got injured. So that didn't, that didn't work out. <laughs> okay, can I ask you real quick, what was your particular event that was your strength? That what was your passion? I, I became known for the high bar. Okay. Uh, I have a gymnastics move named after me. I don't know if you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the sulky. Okay. You know? And it's the only way you get a move named after you is if you compete in an international competition. So I had already learned it. I started doing it. And then I went to world championships, competed it there. And then it became officially named the Sulky. I was the only one in the world to ever do it. My, my logo is, is it's, it's a guy doing a one arm, one arm giant. Okay. And, you, and you're going backwards the wrong direction with, with that grip. And it just makes it extremely difficult to hold on to. So you started as a gymnast and then you go and you go to this audition. And I didn't get it the first year because my friend who told me they were hiring, they didn't hire that year. Oh, wow. And it was funny because I, at that particular audition, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, I was the, it, only in Chicago. I mean, they were touring the country, but at my audition, I was the best that showed up. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, that, you know, I, yeah. this should be a shoe-in. <laughs> they didn't hire anyone that year. They came back the next year, and I was like, ah, do I go this year? And when I went to that audition, there must have been 20 fantastic guys there. I mean, a couple Olympians, you know, a bunch of other great college gymnasts that were there as well some some street tumblers you know everyone shows up for these things but i mean there had to be at least 20 great guys there and i'm like there's no way i'm getting this one <laughs> and they hired six of us from that audition and i and i happen to be one of them the indiana jones stunt show in the live stunt show in, in florida at disney okay and now how long did you do that Ooh, 10 years you know and then i and then i from that is when i started i got hired into you know my first tv show as a stunt person and then into movies. Um, and I was, after that is, uh, I, I moved to New York. You know, I was trying to make a decision right then, like, do I go to LA, do I go to New York? And my friend who was running a show, a TV show, Third Watch. Yeah. So I got to, he called me up and said, look, I need a double for one of the main characters. Can you be here in two weeks? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> right, where do I, I think that's one of the things in our business too that people don't understand is, you know, you never know when your next job is going to come up and you Absolutely. never know where it's going to take you. And you kind of have to be willing to, to go on that crazy wild adventure. Like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there and take this shot and see what happens. I didn't know what else I was going to do at that time. I mean, do I stay in the live show world? I mean, and it was, I was just starting to have enough of it, <laughs> you know, right. and, and, that, and that came up. So I was thrilled to go do it. You transition now, you get this job. What was your dream coming into the business? Did you know what you wanted or you were kind of just riding the adventure? Ooh, good one. A little bit of both. I mean, cause it was so new to me. It was so unexpected to me. I mean, I wasn't, this is, I mean, I was going to go to law school. I thought I was going to be a lawyer and then this, and, and I just loved it. I had such a hard time quitting gymnastics, but gymnastics is not a sport you can do your whole life. Right. You know, I mean, I'm hurting today from it. I have all joints, pains, neck pains, <laughs> all that. Well, that's the thing as an athlete, right? You, you, you love what you do, but there's a, there's a timeline on it, right? None of us can compete forever or play forever. 
Yeah, my my real my worst injuries were from when I was competing in college. I mean, I don't I haven't gotten that hurt in doing stunts as I did in some of the things I did in college. Yeah, I think you go so fast, right? You're always pushing that boundary. Yep. When especially in competition, and and you know you competed at such a high level, trying to make an Olympics, right? You're trying to push the limits of what a person and a human can do, not just what you individually can do to set the bar higher for everybody else, right? To, and faster, stronger, harder, bigger, and then land it and pull it off and, and make it look easy. I, I watch gymnastics today and I'm frightened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are absolutely incredible. The things they're doing now is amazing. Uh, it's, it's, and then in, in stunts, all we're trying to do is make it safe. You know, right. I would look at some of those things that the gymnasts are doing and be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do it. What are you, what are you thinking? You know, in, in all reality, I don't. I would not know how to recreate some of that stuff for television or film without have, using an, a real, the real guy. I mean, a real gym. I mean, because some of the stuff they do. I mean, yeah. even if, even all the wires and the technology that we have now, it would be tough to do. You've been in this business for over twenty five years. Yep. What's the dream now? How's that dream change? What's the big project that you want to do or that you'd love to do? I I would love to coordinate a big feature you know i was told years ago because after this many years don't don't ever turn down a job yes you can do it i'm like really you think you think i could do wonder woman like i could be you know an avengers movie and they're like yeah you know because you've done all this you know what you're doing and the key is knowing who to hire i don't have to be the one who knows how to actually do that stunt right i need to know the person who can you know, and that's, that's my, my dream is to, you know, to be able to do a, a nice feature and, you know, and, and just have everybody, you know, go, holy crap, that was amazing. <laughs> of the jobs you've done, what's the most memorable project? Oof. Probably uh, the, the second job I ever did with Steve Carell, was, which was Get Smart. Oh, okay. So a lot of action in that, and it was great, and I had such a blast. Hang, hang on just one second. Oh, sure. Got a couple pictures, but I might have to send them to you, but, okay. you know, you can see there's... Me and Steve. Nice. And then one of my favorite stunts of all time, if you can see that. Wow. So it jumped a car out of the building, and then so that it kind of ends up right there. All right, so when you plan this stunt, right, you're jumping a car out of a building. What's the first step in your mind, right? Like, regular people go, I'm never doing that, right? <laughs> so there was, there was a couple things. There was a couple things. And this one, the director originally wanted us to come out the door, you know, smash through the doors, and go down the stairs. And then before we even did it, he goes, well, can you come out faster than, than what we had discussed? And we were like, myself and the stunt coordinator together, you know, we said, um, sure, but, but I will probably get air. And he, and he was like, oh, that would be. Right. Yeah. And we, we only had two cars. You know, one backup car for that. So, uh, I don't know if you know, the five-point, you know, harness for a car. Right. So that's, what, that's what was in there. And so, I was okay, this is. So, let's, let's touch on that real quick. For people who don't know, five-point harness, you want to describe it for people? So, it's, it's a seatbelt that comes over the shoulders, around the waist, and between the legs. And, and it all connects in the middle. Right. And you have kind of like five points of support across you. Right. And it's made to keep you restricted and in place. Exactly. Which 
drivers use for their safety, but it also restricts your ability to really maneuver. Yes. Which I think that's the part people don't realize. And, and that's what was even more crucial about this particular stunt, because if you saw, that's a convertible. Right. And now, God forbid, if I go nose first and it flips over, can't, I can't duck. Yeah. So we immediately took the five point out. Okay. We put just a regular lap belt in. And we, I don't know if I can say, we, we put what we call the oh shit handle in. Yeah. The strap that attaches to the passenger door and to the frame. Again, God forbid something happens, you have to be able to grab that strap and pull and tuck yourself down and hold it there in case the car were to flip so you don't land on your head. See, and, and these are the things that, I, this is why I love doing this, right? Because, yeah, it's the ocean handle. It's the truth, right? And, yeah. and these are things people never think about, right? That right. you have to have a backup plan in case this goes horribly wrong because the truth is things do. You could catch right. the front of a bumper or it, it could bounce just wrong or there's a million things. It's not right. You know. Right. And, and it's funny because, you know, working on the production and the directing side, I could totally see a director saying, okay, can you come out faster? And you say, yeah, but I might get a little air. Are you okay with that? And immediately air, like, you know, the excitement of like, you could get air. Right. And now for me, I was like, okay. Right. And, but then now this stunt, goes to a whole new level, right? Because now you're clearing and now you're trying to see what's the angle for you to land, right? How many of the stairs will you clear probably? Right. And is the angle okay that it's not gonna bump you or flip you? Right. And I think that's, I mean, as a stunt coordinator, these are the things that start to go in and all of this can happen so rapidly. So if you don't take a moment and say- Over like that. Right. And if you left the five-point harness on because you don't think about it or you don't communicate about it. And right, like I, could, I could have well. just said, oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, let's do it. And I think that's, that's another thing too. I think experience of, and confidence in yourself of knowing, hey, this piece, I'm, I'm good with stretching this, but we're going to have to adjust this. I'm going to need this instead of the five-point harness. I'm going to need a strap to grab onto in case of emergency. I need to expand what we need and and then also having some of to give me five more minutes yeah <laughs> yeah and i need everybody else to wait in order right. to make this happen and you know sometimes there's pressure right everybody's going hey every second yep. is yep. thousands of people on the clock yep but a life is more important than whatever time because you can't get it back exactly and i think that's one of the tough parts about being a, a stunt coordinator at least in my experience is People put a lot of pressure on you, especially time-wise at times. Yep. And your job is to hold everybody back and keep everybody calm and keep it focused. Yeah. That's an awesome stunt, though. Oh, it was yeah, it was so much fun, and you know, getting to work with those guys, and it was amazing while we're doing this, can I go through some stunt stuff with you? Of course. You want to describe some, um, some stuff within the field? And if I have the wrong term, you tell me. Because some of it is from stuff I've done and, and guys I talked to, I actually called a friend of mine who's a director and said, okay, I, I have questions because I want to ask better <laughs> questions, right? So- I hope I can answer it. <laughs> okay, so what about, so air ramps is something that you use when and kind of what is it? 
an air ram is something you use for uh, is used a lot for explosions and being shot so it's in the ground like this and it's the air pressure is put put into it depending on how much you want it want to go and you the minute you step on it it goes it's like a catapult and it catapult basically yeah and it just and you try to bury it you try to hide it sometimes you can trigger it yourself uh, other times it's the the moment you step on it it goes and you know depending on the pressure you can go ooh you know 10 feet but guys who are good at it can go 100 feet i mean cuz they put so much pressure on that which it's is crazy. very dangerous yeah cuz we don't even hardly use them anymore actually air rams are pretty i mean almost obsolete okay still now, use them occasionally but they're dangerous for something like that now what do you use if you want an effect where somebody's going to flip or go through we will use either a ratchet okay. or 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 just a hand pull okay type thing so you'll be in a harness and they'll have a, a, a cable attached to you and the ratchet is the same type of mechanism but it's but you don't have to step on it or control it it's it's controlled by someone else and again the same thing it's got a rod in there and it stretches out and you put a certain amount of pressure on there and it just goes poof, and push. it does it just yanks you to wherever they need it to be up in the air to the ground you know and the secret in that is i assume is try to be as calm and loose as possible knowing you're about to get yanked through the air and jerk yeah. right trying not less tension right you usually try to tuck your head if you're going backwards so you don't get whiplash you know so you want to be ready for it. you already want to have your head already forward so that boom you get that pull and go flying through a window or back into a car or... here we go ready and action liquidate the oil and put a freeze on gas The film nerd in me goes, goes, oh, it's so awesome, right? I'm sure there's people at home going, oh, man. Or, or if a mom is hearing this come from their kid's room going, you're not being a stunt performer. Don't do it. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> well, in our business, a little bit of crazy is kind of what you need, right? Because you have yeah. to be able to dream and see things that no one else has seen. Right. So like when you do a high fall, right, that's into an airbag. Airbag, we do it into boxes. Okay. All, all depends on the height that you're going at now. You can go into boxes. I've done one in from 40, 40 feet into boxes, but it's, you know, a good pile, a good stack of boxes and the, way, and the way they're situated on there and they put a pad on top of that, you know, but otherwise anything higher than that, you should be going into an airbag. But even then, we don't do that that much anymore. It's all done on wires now. You know, you jump out of a 20 story, building we don't go into an airbag anymore you're on a wire and we stop you just before you hit the ground okay you, yeah. you, they hold you right and then and then you're on a descender you start dropping on the descender right and then it starts to slowly kind of decrease right you go fast and then it yes. starts to kind of do almost like a pull 
and then it slows. Right, right? right towards the end, yeah. Kind of have that feeling like a roller coaster in some ways. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Again, that's something we, you test. You test with sandbags and dump, you know, dummies. You don't put a person on it immediately, you know, because you want to get it to where they're going to stop just before they hit the ground. I mean, we, we've had some guys who, who've done it so with such precision that they go right to the ground. And, and the camera can't always tell just how fast you're going. You know, we, we, we sell that, as, as we say, we, we sell the impact, like, and all you do that hole, you know, when you hit the ground or when you get hit, or you get hit with a bottle in the head. Because you could always get, and nobody, you know, nothing. But if you sell it, that's that's the whole point. See, and it's such a beautiful art, and it's one of the things. This is why it needs to be recognized. I think more is, it's there's so many subtleties to it. It really is an art to yeah. selling the punch, to selling the the scene and the action. Now, since we're talking about that, what is a scene or a moment in a film where you were just like, wow? I, I got to call somebody or I got to figure out exactly how they did that for you. Oh, there's way too many for me to think of at the moment. <laughs> Caught me off guard with that. <laughs> Anything just jump out at you? Uh, or a franchise that you love to watch? Like I like John Wick. I like a lot of that action. Uh, they do an amazing job. And, and Keanu Reeves does a, a tremendous job. And that whole team has done an amazing job. We touched yeah. on Jackie Chan early. Um, I like kind of old school Leon the Professional. Mm. Oh, so you know, good. That those scenes in that hallway and him coming down and like, you know, the just the beginning of that where he, you know, holds the knife to the guy with the phone. Yeah. Like I just, love that moment. That was just great film yeah. work. Tremendous. I love drive. that style. I love that yeah. sort of thing too. I mean, as much as I like, you know, Avengers and Superman and that and those kind of things, I love the ones where there's where it's not super technical. I mean, like where there's not a whole lot of wires involved and stuff. Right. But where, where again, it's a dance, it's a choreography, you know, learning those moves and, and making them look good and selling them right. I so love that. If you could do any project, right? If you could design one from scratch, if I was writing a project for you, you said, okay, I have a vision of these things. What kind of, what kind of project would it be? I know you want to do a big Avengers type of thing, but if we no, were no, it wouldn't even have to be like that. I mean, okay. I, I, I just, just a, a good, like, you know, even like, 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 like you said that, that movie, I mean, it's, it's a great film and I'd like to do something like that. You know, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I love to find out what people's dreams or visions are. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it's, when you think about it now, it's so hard. I mean, you got the fast and the furious movies out there with the best car stuff you've ever seen. You know, and then again, then these superhero ones, and they're doing amazing things. I've had this vision of doing a Flash movie. Right. You know, with different ideas that, that just go on in my head. Like, can we do this? How can we do this? You know, with things that we haven't seen. Even though the technology they're doing now is amazing and they're still doing it, but how we could do it slightly more practical is what I look at. Okay. Instead of too much CGI and, and stuff. Like, the Flash, how they make him move, is amazing. Um, in the X Men, the I don't, I can't remember his name. The one, the, the guy who's super fast, Quicksilver. Is that is that 
Yeah. yeah. And because I love how they show that, you know, he's stepping on stuff. That's like, yeah. it's, that's amazing. But I wanted to try it in my head. How can we do that more practically? Okay. You know, and, and still make it look good. People forget about the fact that it's, it's a whole team of people when you're doing a stunt. Like you have safety people, you have spotters, you have medics. Uh, one, one of my side jobs, I used to work as a rescue diver. So I worked a bunch of stuff. So I was the guy in the water in case things went bad. We talked about wire work briefly. What are some of your favorite things or, or, or technical things that people may not think about that they see in a film or they see that you wish people kind of understood the magic of what you do? Car hits. Okay. Where where a car hits a person. That's the most dangerous stunt in the business to me. Because once you get hit, once you're up on the hood of that car, you're just going for the ride. You know, you're going to, you don't know how you're going to land. You're hoping that you have the air sense and you can feel yourself when you're going to fly off the car or not fly off the car. You know, I think, I think more people have gotten hurt seriously on a car hit than, than most anything else. And we, we've made it so much more safer now. We, we film it differently now where it doesn't even have to be a full on car hit anymore, but we make it look so good now. I mean, you could place the person already on the car and then speed up the car and then they do their fall but they're still again it's car hit you're still gonna fall to the ground you know, yeah, and or, you can't make up that force the force is gonna be there right of the car moving and and the, that weight versus your weight i've done one in my career um and that's okay with me i don't need to do anymore <laughs> and i was very fortunate because it was with a porsche so it had a low front end easy to easy to get up on when it hits you right and i just went up to the windshield and then he slams on the brakes and i go flying off but again, I'm still being hit at like 15 to 18 miles an hour. Right. And then he slams on the brakes and off you go. And the only thing you really can't protect most of the time is your head. Because you're because not wearing you, a helmet. Because you can't wear a helmet because that would ruin the, the stunt, right? From, right. A, from a visual standpoint for the audience, which is scary. Yeah. Because essentially your most vital portion yeah. is at the greatest risk. So you try to protect yourself if you can. You know, I mean, I've known people who once they've hit the car, they've been knocked out, mm. you know, and then they hit the ground and get hurt more. Yeah, because they can't protect themselves because you're trying to roll through elements of gymnastics, elements of a lot of what people call parkour and all these things of, of diffusing force. And air awareness, knowing where you what we're knowing where up and down is, you know, is, is a big thing. And, and some people have it and some don't. Now, is, is that a big thing too? Like um, you go to hire somebody or somebody wants to be a stunt person, right? And they start to train in an area per se, like say aerials or, or impacts, right? Mm-hmm. And you just realize as much as this person loves it and is committed and maybe really tough, they don't have air sense or they don't have hand speed, say for close combat or weapons. When I hire people and I tell them what they're going to do or ask them, you know, First thing is they better be honest and straightforward. You know, just because I'm asking, don't try to go out tomorrow and, and try to learn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and in it our happens. business, that happens. Yeah. Yes, it happens. Actors are notoriously terrible at this. I usually, I'm the other way. I try to under-promise and over-produce. Okay. I'm much more like, oh, well, I don't really know anything. Show me what you want. And, and then they're like, oh, you, have you done? And I'm like, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I I hate it because a lot of my peers are like, oh yeah, you know, I have years of training. And then they're like on the weekend calling a buddy saying, you've done this once, right? Like, come show me how. And you're like, right. oh and man. It all the time. Yeah. Scary for us. Yeah. And as the person responsible, I cannot imagine. Yeah. And that's why when you see in, the, in the, some of the big action scenes, 
you know, people don't realize, like you said, how, what goes into that, you know, because it's for, for the big, I mean, big action scenes, they're probably rehearsed a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks, you know, so that then on the day they can get it done in a day. Right. <laughs> It'll take all day, you know, and, and it's step by step by step. I mean, they're in the gyms, you know, with their pads on and learning how to do the fights and, you know, again, to get the actor in there as much as possible. People have no idea of how complex it is and how many moving parts there are. Because then you train all that stuff in the gym, right? But then you come in, now you got a camera move and you have all of the stuff moving at the same time and all these other people. And then heaven forbid somebody turns to him and says, hey, we'd like to make a small adjustment, right? This thing you've been training right. all this time, right? Well, we'd like to adjust that because it blocks his face or her face or can, yeah. can we do that higher or lower? Okay, well, this is a very finely tuned, this person's gonna throw a couple punches, this person's gonna miss and take it down, which opens the shoulder, which allows you to flip that person or, or turn them and throw them and those kind of things. And, and sometimes a simple fix that maybe they don't even catch it and the stunt, stunt people do, it's just move the camera a little bit. If we can't move, because we're, we're, we're set up in a, such a specific place, right. you know, you could just tilt the camera, that could change, the, change it, you could lower, you know, just camera position helps a lot for that too. Yeah, and that's where the collaborative part, I think, really matters in our business is respecting the people you work with and listening to the people who are experts at what they're experts in. Yes, yes. Eliminates a lot of the big issues, I think. Yeah. Trust the people that you hired to do the job, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, now, without using too many names, what's one of the strangest things you've seen on a set or, or a strange sequence where you're like, oh, man, this is not, this is not how I imagined it. They're not going to get hurt, but maybe they're going to look terrible or like, why, why are we doing this? Well, i give you an example of something that I did. It was on a, a horror movie uh, years ago, and myself and another stunt guy, are, he's tackling me. We're going backwards out a window off of a second floor roof on, onto the outer roof. So we get tackled, go onto that roof, roll off the roof, and to the ground, which is another 10, 12 feet, which is very dangerous. You know, it's one of the, it's one of the stunts I, in my head, I probably would, that in my career now, it said, I'm not doing that one. Okay. You know, it, it could be done safer. On a, on a stage, they had rebuilt the replica of the house and they shot it. So it was just the, just the roof. We, we went out the window, the two of us hit the roof, landed on a pad right here. Went great. They shot it from inside. They shot it from outside. Okay. And then we went to the actual house and the director wanted to see it all in one. Out the window, down the roof, to the ground. Yeah. and and it, there was no need for it to be done like that right you know set the camera in a certain way let us go past the camera and then we could jump over a box in front of the camera and we the two of us could sell it we could really just right. you know smash the ground and make it look good but instead we we both got hurt mm. you know my my friend who did it with me he went straight to the hospital um i was still there i dislocated my shoulder and but it was ended up being all right but it's one of those things you know we can't we can't always give it to the director we can't always give him what he wants at the risk of others right you know and I would you know and the stunt coordinator is the one who's supposed to protect you you know work with his people work with everyone else and still get the best shot that you can you know there's no there's no reason for people to purposely get hurt <laughs> right as a stunt coordinator or as a double what inspires you uh other stunt people 
I, I, I'm fascinated by what they can do. I love watching what they can do. I love how we all work together, you know, um, other stunt coordinators who've been in the business much longer than me. I can sit and listen to them tell stories all day long, you know, and again, you know, how it, it, it's, it's so different from the way it used to be, you know, the, even they now try to protect uh, the younger stunt people. You know, we don't like, we don't do that anymore. We put pads on for that now, you know, <laughs> you know, you mentioned coaching, right? How do you motivate others when you're the stunt coordinator and, and you're choreographing these things and you bring people in, how do you motivate them? Uh, just, you know, trying to make them as comfortable as possible. I mean, if I even see that there's even a twinkle of nervousness in their eyes, you know, I'm going to make them feel as comfortable as possible. You know, you know, let them know that's why you're here. I hired you because I know you can do this or, or, or I wouldn't have, <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's all about making them comfortable and, and happy and, you know, safe. Would you ever want to just write out what you think would be brilliant stunts and have something tailored, maybe built the opposite way? Because mm. I think everything's built kind of with this framework or an idea of these stunts in a, in a writer or a producer's head, right? With a lot of times with something they've already seen. Mm -hmm. Would you love to be able to do it the other way to say, okay, these are the really cool sequences I think you could do an amazing I'll see sequences on, in, on TV and films and I'm like, wow, that's really cool, but I would have done it this way. Or okay. you know, That's like John Wick. I mean, yeah. those guys, that's a, that's a stunt-based movie. Right. You know, the director, the producers are stunt people, you know, and I, I love the whole story about it because, you know, they, uh, Keanu Reeves had gone to those guys after Matrix, said, look, if you guys ever do a movie, he goes, I'm in, I'll do it, you know, I'll do it with you. And that's, that's how, how that kind of came about. And, and for it to be such a success is amazing, you know, but th those, those guys are doing what you're saying. Right. They're the ones who are, they've rewritten it and, and done it to a whole nother level, you know, because that's their life. That's how they've known how to do all this stuff. You know, that's the things they've had in their head for so long. You know, it's amazing. You know, those guys are at another level. <laughs> What's the first thing you look at on a call sheet? Uh, my call. <laughs> And, and my, and my stunt people's call. So I, so I can always double check to know that they know what their call is. I mean, I'm responsible for them. So first thing I look at is the whole list of my stunt people and what their call time is. Okay. What's the last thing you want to see on a call sheet? Uh, bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine in stunts, that's a huge thing. Yeah. 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 Bad weather. Cause, cause you're adding a whole extra element to what you're doing. I, especially, I would think anything high or anything with wires and wind and, yeah. and rain, that, that kind of stuff would be with, with where it can vary at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite thing to see at craft service? Uh, I have uh, so bad. <laughs> I, I try to eat healthy all the time, but right. the first thing I go in for is a donut. <laughs> that's right. I don't, cause I don't eat them anywhere else. That's what Jeremy said. Jeremy Armstrong said the same thing. He, he said, that's, he said, I said, what do you hate to see there? And he said, don't. Same thing. So no. same thing. So is that, that's what you'd hate to see at craft service? Like, oh, cause I know I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you define success? Oh, by going home every day after a hard day of work, knowing that everybody went home safe. I'm safe. We did the right thing. The shot came out great. And that, you know, I'm going to come back for another day, if that makes sense. Oh, 100% it makes sense, especially in, in what you do. And I would say, you know, normally I ask people, how are you doing on your definition of success? Yeah. I would say, looks good so far. For me, you know, because it, it goes in stages for us. 
you know, stuntman, stunt coordinator, second unit directing, directing. You know, I've, I've never, I never saw myself as directing. Uh, I've recently thought about doing second unit directing, you know, cause that's more my, our area. I, I think if I get to that point, which I'm very, very close to, <laughs> uh, that would be good. I'd be very happy with that. What's the one thing that you want to see on every set? When I'm there, <laughs> I would want to always know that there's a medic there. You know, if I'm there, then, then there's, there's a reason why someone else, you know, a medic should be there. Yeah, I agree. Because there's some sets where they don't have them, you know, because again, they think, they think something we're doing is so simple, it can't possibly get hurt. But what if? You know, the thing, I, I never want to have to argue, which it's not so bad anymore. It used to be, but nowadays, because of recent injuries, people are, more, are being more protective. But on, on the bigger sense, you know, I don't want to have to argue about saying we need an ambulance standing by. You know, great if we don't use it. For what we're doing today, there should be one here. And, and you shouldn't have to argue that ever. No, I agree. And, and I think that we are getting better about that. I think uh, yeah. it's unfortunate that some people had to pay some of the prices to, to make it that far. But I also think people are being more aware of the impact of what we're doing in general. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what's the one thing you wish you could eliminate from any set? Phones. <laughs> that's, my, that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves, cell phones. Yeah. For anybody. I mean, it tends to be more for actors in some cases, <laughs> you know, because they're busy wheeling and dealing and doing other things at the same time. But I mean, we've had incidents, you know, we're doing a safety meeting and they're on their phones and like, they like as if they don't think that they have to listen. Right. But, you know, it's, it's for everyone. That's, that's why it's a safety meeting. I mean, the lighting guy's listening, the sound guy's listening. Right. No phones. You're, you're working. I Save agree. the phone calls and that stuff. For, I, you know, I, I hate to say it because this is the world we're in, you know, that we all live by that. I know when you're on the set and you're working and we're getting ready to roll, man, if you have a phone in your hand, I'm going to be very upset with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. I agree. You know, I mean, and they don't, they don't ever want us taking pictures, which is totally right. We shouldn't, shouldn't be, but it happens all the time. Right. But if it slows down anything or, or we're waiting on you because of it, Mm -mm. All right. What's the best gift you've ever gotten from a project? A really nice jacket. Okay. You know, nice, nice wrap gift was a, a jacket that I got before. Eric, how do you want those people who have worked with you to remember you? That they enjoyed working with me. They felt safe working with me and that they'd want to work with me any other time. That if I called them up, they'd be like, absolutely. I pride myself on being safe and being nice and being low key. I don't, you know, I'm not a yeller or a screamer like, like some people are, you know, I don't think there's any ever any need for that. You know, if you have something to say to someone that's not going to be so great, pull them aside. Don't do it in front of everybody. <laughs> I agree. You know, that's that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I want people to be comfortable and always happy that they're, you know, oh, I'm working for Eric again. That's fantastic. I love this business. I love working. I'm, I'm going crazy because we're not working now. Me too. I, I, this is something that is a passion and a love of mine. It's not just a job, right? And yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing. I love every part of it. I love every department. I, I love the way people work. I love the way we all come together. And I'm fascinated by everything everybody does. And I, I love what people do and their art and how they share it and express it. Yeah, I've always wanted to say, and I don't this is necessarily appropriate, but <laughs> if you don't have a sound guy, we can't hear you. Right. If you have a lighting guy, we can't see you. Right. You know, if you don't want to fall down those stairs and I'm going to fall down those stairs for you, then great. But if I don't, then, the, then you look foolish. Remember that. that it's, it's teamwork. Every bit of it is teamwork. Well, that's always been. You, those, you don't have a career without all those other people. 
Well, and this is my thing as an actor. I wish it was more prevalent. I could be as talented as anybody, but if there's no script and there's no lights and there's no sound, right. and what I am is I'm a person in the dark that no one can see, hear, or experience yep. doing nothing and no one can enjoy it and exactly. no one can share it. And if an audience doesn't come, I include them. If an audience doesn't come right. and support it, exactly. then I don't get to do it again. And so to me, we're all connected and I love it. And I think that's the part sometimes people need to remember. That is your speech next time you win an award. Okay. Because <laughs> that, let everybody remember, I didn't do it by myself. We all did it together. I love that. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> That's really what started this. Yeah, and I, I love that. And thank you so much for that. What is the legacy you want your loved ones to take from your life? To remember that I, you know, that I did good work, that I was a nice person, you know, and I, I helped people when I could. You know, I, you know, I believe in sharing the wealth. I believe in helping people along the way. And uh, I just, I hope people will remember that. Like, oh, he gave me my first chance to do a car crash. Yes, there's guys who've been doing it forever, but eventually at some point you've got to give someone a chance. Right. You know, and I and I'd be happy to be that person to give those people a chance. Again, I'll work it out slowly, but you know, not, not gonna have a person who's never rolled a car over before do that without some extra help. <laughs> right. You know, if they're gonna do it for their first time. But you know, I'm happy to I I'd love to help people. And I just hope people realize that. And that's how I got, you know, I want I got into coaching. You know, because I, I just love, I love teaching. I love helping people. And, you know, it's, and some things I'm actually better at teaching than doing, <laughs> you know, myself. Like I, I, it's all in here. I know how to teach it. I may not be able to do it myself, but, you know, if that again makes sense, that's. Oh, it does. Anybody who's ever coached or taught, I think totally. Yeah, yeah. There are skills that you know the nuances of, but you're not gifted at carrying them out. And I think that's, you need other people. We all need other people. Yeah, you can't do anything in this world truly a hundred percent alone. That's not the way it works. You bounce, you bounce ideas off of each other, and you see what works and what sticks. I, I mean, I have a, I have a nice network of stump people I work with, and you know, and I'll work with other. I mean, I'm not committed to literally one group. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not part of a group. It's the other thing, you don't take credit for it yourself. You, you got to share that with them. Right, Eric. Thank you so much for coming on Fish's Call Sheet and sharing. I love it. Behind the scenes, I, I, I love this. I'll pick your brain. So. We'll be in contact. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to share more.